Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Wes. Uh, Great to see all of you here this morning. I hope you had a great Christmas uh, with your family and friends, Um, and it's great to see you. We are uh, starting this morning into our Remember and Celebrate service. Welcome to the third annual Remember and Celebrate service. Uh, We've started to do this every year during the last Sunday of the year as an opportunity for us to just pause for a moment and to give thanks for everything that God has done over the past year to celebrate what he has done in the lives of people in our church here at North. And we've considered this to be a kind of a necessary part because in a lot of ways, once we hit Christmas, uh, many of us are just looking forward to the new year, aren't we? We're just ready for what's coming next and and, and what's going to happen in the new year and looking forward to a bunch of things. And I think it's important at times, especially during this time, to force ourselves to pause and intentionally remember what has happened over the past year or so so that we can celebrate it before we get too far ahead of ourselves into the new year. And so that's what the spirit of this service is all about. That's what the purpose of it is all about, an opportunity for us to worship through remembering and celebrating, in particular, how God has been good to us, how God has been faithful to us over this past year. And it's actually a very biblical uh, spiritual discipline to do some remembering as an act of worship. You may know that in the Old Testament, God often reminds the Israelites to remember what he has done for them over and over again from generation to generation. Um, we see places in the Bible like with Abraham and Jacob where they built altars uh, to remember as memorials of, of, of an extraordinary meeting that they had with God. And then those memorials became altars where generations would come and remember how God met with Abraham and, Isaac, or, uh, Abraham and Jacob and what God promised to uh, their forefathers. And then the Psalms, of course. The Psalms are one of those places in the Bible that were designed to lead uh, God's people into public worship. And you, you might know if you've read through the Psalms, there is a lot of language in there about remembering. Remembering what God has done, remembering who he is, and those kinds of things as they lead us into worship. And of course, in the New Testament church, one of the most visible reminders in worship that we have is the communion table. And every time we come to the communion table, we are reminded to remember. As Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And so in the, and so remembering seems to be really important to God. I think it's central to our spiritual lives as a discipline as well, especially in terms of how we remember the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And at the same time, I would say that we typically aren't necessarily good at stopping and remembering on a regular basis, especially the culture we live in that's so uh, busy and fast-paced and forward-thinking. We live in a culture that's always looking forward to the next thing that's coming, and we can get wrapped up in being so busy and fast-paced that we don't have enough space to stop and to remember from time to time, as important as that is. So to do that, uh, we are doing that today. That's what, this, I, that's what the idea of this service is all about, providing that space where as a church community we can come together and remember how God has been good to us, how God's been faithful to us uh, through the stories of people in our church. And so to do that, you're going to hear from a few people today, and the first one uh, that we're going to have a chance to hear from is one of the newest families in our church. Uh, and uh, he is actually the newest staff member that we have. And so if you would welcome Brent and Brianna Fail to the stage, we're going to talk with them a little bit. Hey guys, how you doing? So how are you guys doing this morning? You good? Exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, three checks on fantasy Christmas. football team on there, or what? You making last minute adjustments? It's Christmas, so I needed <laughs> notes for myself. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, so uh, it's great to have you guys here. Do you have a good Christmas? 
first yes. Christmas back here in the valley after? I got two naps, so yeah. I am oh, pretty excited. That is a great <laughs> Christmas, a great Christmas. <laughs> so um, we are, first of all, as we've said uh, to you, and I think we've, you've heard us say as a church, we are thrilled to have you guys here. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. You guys came in, as you've said many times, Brent, you've kind of came into this holiday season, and so things have been a little bit abnormal and different than what they normally are. But uh, at the same time, we've enjoyed getting to know you over the past uh, couple months that you've been here. Can you tell us a little bit about, you guys have had an eventful year in a lot of different ways, both kind of personally as a family, professionally, so to speak. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've seen God's goodness and faithfulness over the past year in your lives? Yeah, that is, that is a ton to unpack. Um, <laughs> just, just this idea when Jay asked us, man, to be able to kind of share what God has been doing in the past uh, year for us in, in 20 minutes. Like we could write a book about it. But um, when, when he asked um, us to share, the, the verse that popped into my head was Proverbs 16:9 that says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. When we moved away from the, the East Valley three years ago, we, we thought we were gone for good. We, uh, we thought we found our forever home in Southern California, or kind of our forever church. Um, but over the course of three years, God had way different plans for us, um, which kind of left us kicking and screaming. Um, unfortunately, um, the past year was kind of the most trying for, for our family. I, would, I don't want to use the word hard just because it was, it was different. It was a different year for um, my wife and our three kids um, but unfortunately, we, we kind of found ourselves in a, in a toxic church environment professionally. And um, I, I, I just want to touch on that for a second um, because we're not here to talk negatively about a church or people. Um, we do know that, that God's church is made up of perfectly broken people. Um, and because of that, you, you, have, you have difficulty, you have um, hardships and, and hard times. But one thing I think, um, I'm a pastor, so I want to leave you with something to think about this morning um, before we really get into anything, is that um, I think for all of us that follow Jesus, we need to make it a, a daily practice to kind of have the heart of David when he says in Psalm 139, he ends that uh, psalm and he says, God, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Um, raise your hand if you have blind spots in your life. <laughs> you know them, so they're not blind spots. Good for you guys. Um, we all have blind spots, and it, it is God's deepest desire um, for us to come to him and just and correct us and, and lovingly convict us to put us on the best path for our lives. So that is one thing that we took away from our experience in Southern California um, is to, to come to God and say, God, where, where, where am I blind? Show me, show me where I'm blind because I'm foolish to think that in my ministry career I have handled every relationship perfectly the way God wants me to, um, every situation perfectly the way God wants me to. Um, so we, we've had a huge learning curve um, this past year in our, in our professional career. Um, unfortunately, we still have some hurts that we're working through, but, but God has been so faithful. And one thing when we were leaving California, um, Brianna just kept praying, God, prepare a place for us. Prepare a place for us with healthy relationships, with people that can come alongside us. We can come alongside. Um, so going back to kind of how, what was going on this year, we started to ask this, this three-letter question um, that we've all kind of come to in our lives. We just started asking why. God, why, why did you bring us to Southern California? Why this church? Why this situation? Why are we experiencing this hardship? Um, and, and what's next? Like, 
why are we not uh, seeing the fruits of our labor? Why are we not seeing kind of an out? Why are we not seeing a new direction? Um, and it kind of became this, this, this question that we, we wrestled with daily. Um, you can jump in at any time. I don't want to <laughs> steal all the thunder. Can I, can, steal it. I can talk a lot. No, I think, um, I don't know if there's anybody else in the room that can relate to this, but I'm very much a planner. And um, so whenever I was younger, I had my whole life planned out. I was, you know, going to get married at 24 and have four kids, 28 or 26, 28, 30, and 32. And we were going to live in western Pennsylvania and be happy. And, you know, everything was going to be sunshine and unicorns the rest of our lives. <laughs> and, you know, um, that didn't happen. <laughs> and not that I'm disappointed in any way, but um, I was, you know, it's kind of like you can look back and be like, oh, she was cute. <laughs> you know, that person <laughs> that had everything planned out, but I didn't leave any room for God. And um, I don't know if anybody else has had conversations in the past with somebody who's a believer, but as you're speaking with someone who's telling a story about their testimony or their life, usually, um, there comes a point in, in the story where there's this little phrase that changed the trajectory of the conversation, and that's that, but God. Um, and so I think that's kind of our story is just, you know, we were moving along and all of a sudden, but God. And it doesn't, it doesn't change the story to bad. Um, it just changes completely. And that was what happened with us. I mean, I think my deepest desire was to, you know, um, find a home and set down roots and so we prayed so much for that and to be California we and I desperately wanted California to be our place where we set down roots and you know um, uh, you know have our forever home and so when things kind of started to change I felt that shift in my spirit that something was was changing and so um Again, I don't know like if anybody else does this, but so many times I come to God and I surrender and I, I just lay it all at his feet. And then I walk out of the room and then I maybe come around a different door and I look at it and I wait for God not to look so I can go and pick it up again. <laughs> and um, so I did that a lot this past year where I was, you know, going and surrendering it at his feet and then coming back and picking it up again. And it was just kind of cool how at the time where I just... I really did have to surrender it where the Holy Spirit just was working and speaking to me and I was actually listening and following um, where, you know, um, it didn't, just because I was following the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that it turned into this perfect thing, but it made it easier and I had so much more peace. You know, just this past year we had so much, you know, um, toughness and so in that, you know, uh, was in our family, it was in our marriage, it was in our home, and whenever I wasn't following the Holy Spirit, you could just feel a different atmosphere in our home and in our family. And um, so, when, like I said, once we started to really follow God and, and really listen to him and where he was calling us, I mean, I think things just really changed. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say around late spring is when I felt God kind of stirring in my heart that change was coming. We didn't know what that meant. We didn't know where. Uh, we didn't know when. Um, but I just felt like God was doing something, um, moving us in a direction. Um, so probably March, April, around that time, I just felt like I needed to start updating my resume. So I did, and 
I just put it out there. I'm like, God, I'm just going to listen and just see what you do with it. And I, I got contacted by quite a few churches, but I didn't reach out to any of them because I wasn't actively looking. Um, kind of what Brianna was saying was um, we didn't want to go anywhere in our own kind of selfish desire. We, we always said, God, we're going to follow you wherever you call us, but it was just like we're tired of moving. I didn't want to be one of those pastor statistics where, uh, you kind of hang around a church for a few years, then move on. Like I like to, I like to stay put. But um, God was stirring our hearts, and um, after a while, I, I just kept getting uh, reached out to by other churches. And God just put in my heart the Valley, Phoenix, and I was like, God, been there, done that. I have a Suns jersey. Like we're we're out of there. Like I love I love Phoenix, but um, yeah, like that that chapter's done. Like what's next? But God just kept saying, No, the Valley, the Valley. Um, so I just started looking a little bit um, and came across North, and um, I remember calling and talking with Sharon, um, and just like, you guys know her, she's an angel, sweetest lady, lady ever, and um, I don't, it was all kind of a blur, just because we weren't actively looking to leave anywhere or to go anywhere, but just knowing our, our current professional situation, we knew it wasn't wasn't what was best for us, um, wasn't what was best for our family. So conversations started. Um, I interviewed a couple times, and then um, God opened a door for us to, uh, for me to fly out for a few days. And um, I remember so vividly um, the plane coming down and see, looking out the window and seeing Phoenix. And all of the the weight of the past three years, like it was like my spirit exhaled. And it was just like home, like I, I can't even explain it. Like I, I found I had peace for the first time that I could remember. I remember calling Brina when I got off the phone. I said, I don't know what's going to happen with this interview, but like I just feel like God's calling us back here. Um, so coming the first weekend here was I remember like getting the call. Um, well, I, it's funny how things work out because um, I remember talking with Brandon Miller and um, having the opportunity to share with students Sunday morning. Um, I remember he said, you have about 40 minutes, thinking I had to teach for 40 minutes, which wasn't out of the ordinary for me. But then Wes picked me up from the airport, and it was the first conversation I had with him. He's like, yeah, you'll probably teach about 20 minutes. And I was like, I thought I had 40. And he's like, you'll be with them for about 40. So I wrote another sermon. Um, so I had two in my pocket, and then... I get a call that Jay was sick, so they asked me to preach that morning um, here, and I just remember being like, well, I, I got two sermons ready to go, like, and I remember talking about, to Wes about which one, and we figured that out, and the, just the chemistry was great, um, but there was, this, there was this fear of, okay, God, you're opening another door for us, like, what's this church going to be like, um, but just continued peace, continued peace. Um, and I remember calling Brianna, being like, we, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, I mean, we're moving eventually, whether it's to the valley or not. Like, God had made it very clear that it was our time in California was up, so we went back. And um, I remember sharing with Brianna, like, we need to go have a conversation with my senior pastor. And um, I went in and said, we're done. Like, we, it's, our, our time here is done. We feel God moving us in a dire different direction. And it was interesting because he said the exact same thing to us. He's like, it's my time's done here too. So knowing that chapter had closed, I actually resigned from that church before I had a job. I just felt like that was, that was what I needed to do for my own health, 
my family's health and just to kind of move us in the, in the next direction. Um, and when I was out here, I remember telling Jay, like, I had resigned. No pressure. Like, I, I honestly said, I was like, because in my heart, I was like, I don't have an expectation. Like, this is completely in God's hands. Like, and we had a peace about it, but obviously we're here and things worked out, um, which we're so grateful. And um, from the bottom of our hearts, knowing um, we haven't disclosed a lot of that because we don't, that's not our identity of where we came from, but like, just your hearts and your kindness and your openness and your just how you've received us with open arms has brought us so much healing already. So we're so, we're so grateful um, for you guys. Um, so thank you for that. So the, the year's not out of the woods. Um, in the midst of our transition, um, my hero, my grandfather, who's, who's 86 years old, would bike six miles a day, would go golfing every week. The guy was an Iron Man, came down with COVID and got put on a, a ventilator and unfortunately passed away in the midst of our transition of moving out here. So we, um, I'll let you jump in now. Okay. Um, every year we always make, you know, goals. I don't like to call them New Year's resolutions because those last about three weeks. And <laughs> so I always write down our goals and it's kind of funny because, you know, moving states and, and changing jobs and all of that, there's so much transition, especially when you have little kids. But it's funny because I looked back and I noticed that pretty much most of our goals had been met um, that we had planned for this year. But the funny thing is, is that the way they, that I thought that they were going to be met changed. And, mm -hmm. you know, like one of our goals was to go back home and visit family. But we just didn't expect that going back home to visit family would be it for a funeral. Um, and, you know, I think just looking back, it's kind of cool to see how, you know, I have plans for my life, but, you know, God's plans are better. Um, you know, I think also, I don't know, on social media, you always see the, the memes like, uh, good riddance, 20, what year is this? 2021, you know, <laughs> just ready to be done with it and move on. And just like you were saying, you know, um, being able to reflect and look back, like I don't want to just jump into 22 so quickly because I think so much, I think there was a lot of beauty that happened in 2021, even though it was maybe not the way I would have wanted it to go. But um, a lot of beauty and a lot of things that I learned about myself and our marriage and our family and people and how to handle people and how to love people even when it's difficult. Um, you know, uh, so I think um, I really like this, you know, service of being able to sit and reflect because, you know, I think 2021 was difficult, but it was also such a growing time. And um, we make a fam we made a family mission statement and one of our, our um, uh, one of our things in our, our family mission statement is to be um, ever evolving and continuing to grow and that's something that I think we as a family and as a uh, um, what are we married um, as a couple I'm sorry <laughs> um, as a couple <laughs> um, are dedicated to so um, so yeah yeah. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, to kind of close out, like you were saying, Jay, like, I always, I always go back to the Israelites crossing the Jordan, where God calls them to set up the, the monument so that when the generations pass, they can, they can talk about the goodness of God, and um, where 2021 was the most difficult year for us, I mean, it, 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 it buried us, but I mean, what happens when you bury something, it gives it the opportunity to grow, um, so we're just, we're so beyond grateful for God's faithfulness, um, 
when you say yes to Jesus, everything changes. And I would encourage you that if you, you feel like you're in a, in a season of being buried or just difficulty, keep saying yes to Jesus. Um, he's faithful, he's good, and he never stops working. You might not see the fruit for a little bit, um, but on a tree, the fruit's the last thing to grow, right? And when, when a baby uh, comes in the world, it takes nine months for that baby to, to reach that completion, and then it, it's the labor pains, are it's worth it. Like, God is faithful. He's never going to stop working. He's never going to give up, even in the midst of all those questions of why. So, um, yeah, keep keep leaning in to the goodness and the glory of God, and um, yeah, just see what, make those monuments, even if you have to take a physical rock or stone and put it somewhere, just to remember the goodness of God. He never stops working, so we're just so grateful to be here. We're thankful for the leadership team. We're thankful for the the search committee and all the elders for taking a chance on us, and we're, we're excited for what God has in store, um, and just to be intermingled into, into all of your stories as well, so, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it, um, and of course, this is just the beginning of your story with us, and so we're looking forward to maybe at this time next year hearing a little bit more about, you know, what God has done over this next year, 2022, as we do look forward to it in some ways. Um, but we are, we're grateful for uh, having you here and a lot of what this past year has been. One of the big things on our list was we've got to find a, a student pastor uh, once we knew that our previous one was moving on. And so uh, got, we're sitting here at the end of the year being able to be thankful for welcoming you guys here. And uh, we couldn't be more excited. So thank you for sharing. Would you give them a hand, guys? Thanks, guys. Uh, so earlier this week, we had an opportunity uh, to sit down uh, with uh, one, of, uh, one of the members of our church and to hear a little bit of her story. Her name uh, is Kathy Woodruff. Uh, you may see, have seen Kathy around. Kathy's relatively new to our church, but she's now a member. And she's involved in serving in our children's ministry. She's in a community group, and so you may have seen her around, but uh, we have her story on video we're going to take a look at right now. My name is Kathy Woodruff. I would like to share with you today and celebrate ways that I have seen God working in my life. The story of Abraham in the book of Genesis has always been fascinating to me. God called Abraham to take his family and pick up and move and he didn't even tell him where he was going. And Abraham trusted God and he obeyed. Genesis 12:4 tells us that Abram went as the Lord told him. That's obedience. Well, my story isn't quite the, the level of faithfulness that Abraham displayed, but it has some similar similarities. Three years ago, I discerned God calling me to move to Arizona to live near my daughter and her family. But I, I lived in a neighborhood that I dearly loved. I had lived in West Virginia all of my life. And it wasn't long before I was finding excuses not to move. So I kind of swept that under the rug. But I had a big house that I knew I needed to get rid of. It was just too much upkeep and just a little overwhelming to me. I had not attempted to put it on the market a friend called me in May of 2020 and asked me, are you still thinking about selling your house or have you sold it? My daughter and son-in-law are looking for a place. I told him I had not sold, I still needed to sell, 
And so we arranged for them to come look at the house. They went through the house, they looked, they loved it, and they bought it. And it, it went just nearly that smoothly. And to this day, we are very good friends. You know, God is, is faithful and He will provide. And especially if He has plans for you to move or to go somewhere or to follow Him, He provides. My life verse is Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And I soon saw that I was going to have opportunity to put that into practice. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Well, now came the part of downsizing this house, deciding what I was taking, what I was leaving, and that was a big task. Well, God, true to form, brought neighbors, friends, family around me to help with that process. They had garage sales, helped with packing things and boxing things. But there was one last part of it that needed to be resolved. I have narcolepsy and I am unable to make a drive over three and a half days from West Virginia to Arizona. I saw a friend of mine one day and she was asking about my move and how things were going and how I was going to get to Arizona. So she said if I could wait till the middle of September, she could drive with me and do much of the driving. And indeed, that's what happened. On, on the 14th of September, it was a Monday, Vanessa and myself and my 80-pound dog started out for Arizona. And we arrived here on Thursday. On Friday, my daughter and Vanessa and I went out to look for where I might want to live permanently. That day, I found a condo and I went through the process of starting to buy that condo. Not only did I have a condo, but it was a couple from Canada who were not able to come back and all the furnishings went with the condo. Again, it was the amazing provision of God as He provided for me. Now that's not to say that everything went smoothly, you know, in this, in this adventure, and it was an adventure. Um, I, in a course of six months, I was in the ER three times and had a severed ligament in my shoulder and, and there were times I was thinking, God, why, why am I moving out here? Why am I here? But I knew God had worked in the past and I knew He was going to still continue to provide even during the difficult times. There were people who said to me, you moved during COVID? And I thought to myself that I didn't really even take that into consideration because once I knew that I was following God, I knew that's what I needed to do, was to be obedient. You know, there are going to be things in this world that, that try to pull us away from our obedience to God, but we need to keep focused on what God is saying to us and follow Him. Something I desire to do is to live to bring glory to God. Um, I needed to start making friends and meet people, so my dog Mistletoe helped with that. I would have her out for walks and, and would meet lots of people in my community that were walking their dogs. One special friend that I met very early was a Russian immigrant. And we would walk and she'd show me all these paths that she took. And as we talked, I began to discern that she was not a believer in Jesus Christ. 
I had the opportunity to share the gospel with her, but she never, you know, accepted Christ. She would listen, but just didn't seem to want to pursue faith. Recently, she's told me that she's had a Bible mailed to her, and then she's had some conversations on the phone, uh, faith-based conversations. So I know God is working, and that has given me great hope um, that someday she will come to faith in Jesus. Another thing that I wanted to have is a church that was grounded and, and, and well-established on the Word of God and faithful to that Word. My daughter Rachel was attending North Bible, and I was, of course, going to come with her. I was thrilled to find that this is a Bible-based church, and I just welcomed this as my home church. Last summer, I went to Sholo on a mission project. The focus of the mission is to support unwed mothers. I also helped with VBS, and that was just such a joy to participate in that. Um, I have joined a community group that the church has several of them. Recently, Rachel and I have started to serve in the preschool area two Sundays a month. In Jeremiah 29:11, the Lord declares, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, God moved me from one side of the country to the other, but he has shown me that he has good plans for my life here in Arizona. And he's shown me that he is trustworthy. I can count on God, he's faithful. And my part is just to trust and obey him and follow what he wants me to do. And that reminds me of an old hymn that I want to share the first verse of that hymn with you. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. If you know the hymn, Trust and Obey, then you are probably about as old as I am. I want to thank you for listening to my, to my story of how I've seen God working in my move from West Virginia to Arizona. Is Kathy here this morning? Kathy, are you here? No, I think she might be watching on home. She was a little nervous about watching herself on video, she admitted. So, uh, but Kathy, if you're watching at home, I, 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 it, it turned out well. You did a great job. So thank you again for, for telling your story. Uh, thank you all for being here. You know, I think one of the things that um, is important to remember is that it, we say this every year when we do this, is that we could ask any one of you to come up and all of you to come up, and you could all share something probably about what God has done in your life over this past year, how you have seen him to be faithful, how you have seen him to be good. And let's be honest, we have been, I, I know we have, a lot of us in, our, in this, just in this small community here at North have been through some really, really tough things this past year. It has been a difficult year in many ways beyond just all the other stuff that's going on with COVID and the things that surround us. We've had some things really hit our church hard this past year. 
And so um, I just want to encourage you as we finish this year up, as painful as it may seem to be right now, uh, to take the time that you need that's necessary uh, to experience healing, to experience maybe some transformation and spending some time with the Lord, giving thanks for the good things and giving thanks for the hard things, but knowing in the midst of it all that God is faithful and God is good in, in all of it. And so, you know, we've got this last week coming up in front of us. Of course, New Year's Day is coming up on Saturday, believe it or not. Uh, I would encourage you at some point, do your own remember and celebrate worship time this week. Maybe it's going to be with your family. Maybe you grab your family around the dinner table one night this week or uh, just around the family room and you spend 15 or 20 minutes just sharing your stories together about what can we remember that God has done in each one of our lives. I think, you know, we, we, we feel like at times maybe we know what's all going on in our lives because we're family, but I think you'll be surprised when you sit down, you know, maybe with uh, your kids and just ask them, what have you seen God do over this past year? You might be surprised at what you hear. And uh, allow that to just be a time of worship. You can respond in prayer or maybe singing your favorite praise songs together. Uh, work that in. I would encourage you over the, the next week or so. Or maybe it's just with their spouse. Maybe it's with a, with a close friend. Or maybe it's just on your own, spending about 15 minutes or so, just praying before the Lord and saying, Lord, this is what I remember about what you have done this past year. This is how I want to celebrate you. This is how I've seen your character at work, even though things have been difficult and hard. And we believe in all things that the Lord will be faithful. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to close us with uh, reading one of those psalms, or at least a piece of one of those psalms, that encourages us and reminds us to remember, to remember the Lord and what he has done. Uh, the the scripture is up on the screen with me so you can follow along with me, but it comes from Psalm 77, and these are verses 11 and 12. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old, and I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your great faithfulness and for your goodness, and we know that um, your goodness and faithfulness doesn't only shine during the times that, um, as I, I love the way that Brianna put it, as things that we would prefer to happen, um, but Lord, in all things, you are good in everything that happens. Even the tough stuff, even the difficult things, the things that we don't understand, the things that break our hearts, the things that break our souls, Lord, you are there in everything. And you are there in the midst of the difficulties that we, and, and as we find you in the midst of the difficulties and in the broken times of our lives, we find you as good and faithful. And nothing reminds us more of that than what we celebrate during this time of year, which is that you have come to us to save us. Lord, you could have left us on our own. You, could, you had every right to leave us on our own without your grace and mercy and salvation, and you chose to endure the cross, Lord Jesus, on our behalf so that what is broken would be made whole. And so, Lord, what is hopeless might be given hope. And, so, and Lord, what is, uh, and what is dark might be brought into the light so that we would have a life out of death, Lord, that we would have a hope and a future and a promise in Jesus. We thank you that even in the moments of our lives and the years of our lives, as we turn the page from one year to the next, uh, you are faithful in those times as well. You show yourself as good. And Lord, I pray over this next week that as we sit down and maybe take that time on our own to remember your goodness and faithfulness and to celebrate it, Lord, that uh, there would be a profound moment of worship that goes on in our lives and in our hearts. And Lord, that as we do, that we would be healed in the places that we need to be healed. We would be transformed in the places we need to be transformed. Lord, we would be encouraged and, uh, and we would be strengthened in those places in, in our soul and in our hearts, Lord, that only in some ways your spirit searches and knows. And so, Lord, we ask that you would do that work in us this week. Thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Thank you for the ability to live life. Thank you for this day. 
Uh, thank you for the breath that we draw this morning as we woke up. And, uh, and we pray as we look forward to the new year, Lord, that um, you would give us that encouragement, that you are the one who sustains us, you are the one who gives us life. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for leading us so well. Uh, not only today, but obviously Christmas Eve. Would you give them a hand? Christmas Eve was fantastic. If you were here, you know how well the band led us uh, Christmas Eve. So we're so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Um, as, we, as we close up this morning, we want to remind you that next week we are back to meeting two services. Uh, the regular 9 a.m. and 1045 schedule. Next week we are going to be talking about as the first Sunday of the new year. Uh, the way that we see God directing us for 2022. We're going to talk about things like vision and what we anticipate God, uh, where we anticipate God leading us over the next year or so. And so be sure to be here next Sunday for that. Or of course, if you're away, make sure that you're watching us online so that you can get a taste of where we believe God's leading us all together as a church over the next year or so. So we hope you all have a great and happy new year, a blessed new year over this next week or so. And we look forward to seeing you next Sunday at 9 a.m. and 1045. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.